0: You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network.
1: Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza.
0: Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability.
1: Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, welcome to the show, and thank you for coming to a brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. I am your crippled content creator, your disabled dick smith, your disabled darling, and everything in between. My name is Andrew Gerza, and I'll be your host as we shine a bright light on sex and disability today. Let's get started. Happy spring, friends, wherever you are in the world, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, right? That's where Canada and North America is. It's spring, um, and the snow is starting to dissipate, thank-jeebus. And it's getting warm, which means I can actually go outside and do stuff in my wheelchair. This is a very important seasonal change, because it means for so many of us with physical disabilities and using mobility devices like wheelchairs, we can actually leave our homes, so I am extra excited that it's spring because people get to see my hop base around the town, and if you live in Toronto, hopefully you'll see more of me, and if you don't, you'll still hear me every week on the show. Um, also want to say that, in case you didn't catch it in the last episode, I have updated and changed the Patreon thing for the Patreon address, so it's now patreon.com. Disability after dark. If you want to donate a dollar a month to the show to keep it moving, that's where you're going to go now. Patreon.com/disabilityafterdark, And that will give you access to episodes like this. Maybe you're listening on Patreon right now, a day before everybody else. That's amazing. Thank you, but I just wanted to let you know about the change. And when you donate, I will send you a hilarious shout-out on the air in a future episode. I'll make fun of your name in a polite, gentle way. I will make a pun about sex with you. I'll do something hilarious to thank you for donating. Um, but that's a thing, and so I hope, you, I hope that you pledge and you the new address works out for you. But it was just easier than Cripple Content because Disability After Dark is the name of the show, so I just thought I'd keep everything simple. I'm also thinking that if you pledge over, say, $20 a month to the show, I will send you a brand new free Disabled People Are Hot t-shirt. And even if you are not disabled and you pledge, I feel like you can wear these shirts. Right now, they are being sold through my friends on the Off The Cuffs podcast, Have A Store, and they generously put the shirts up there. The shirts are flying like hotcakes off of the thing and I love it so much. I also have set up donations so that if you are a disabled person and you are on low income and you want to get a shirt but you can't afford the shirt, if people want to donate funds to me to make that happen, they can head over to my PayPal, paypal.me slash andrewgerza and donate whatever you can to so that we can um, get a shirt out to more people. In the first week... That I did this, I sent out probably about 10, 15 shirts to random, sexy, hot, disabled people who wanted shirts but didn't have the income. That's great. I love that community building, and I'd love your support to keep that up. So, two things there. If you pledge over $20 a month to the show, I will look at getting a tier on Patreon to get you a shirt. And if you want to donate shirts to a a disabled person, head over to paypal.me slash Gerza. I think I've shamelessly plugged everything enough now, let's get on with the show. I am really, this episode, it was one of my favorites to record, and I cannot wait to tell you about today's guest. Today on the show, I sit down with my good friend and disabled actor, Anthony Michael Lopez, and we have a really interesting conversation about disability in in the acting space, because he's got a part in the new Matt Smith film, Maplethorpe, which is super awesome and super cool. Uh, he's also guested on some of my favorite shows, Broad City, Homeland, which, so we have a, a talk about kind of acting in as a disabled person and in disability spaces and in non-disabled spaces, and then we move into the fun sexy stuff where we talk about his disability as being an amputee and how people have asked him if he can if they can fuck if he can fuck them with his stump. Yeah, that's a real conversation we had. You heard that right. Um, this was a really fun episode. We talk about a lot here. The audio in this one is a little bit off and it sounds a bit strange at points, and I'm sorry I tried to fix that the best best I could. But Anthony is a gem. We're gonna we actually during this episode, you hear us talk about poten- potential projects that we want to do together. And I just think I had so much fun recording this one that I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is my new friend and interview with Anthony Michael Lopez right here on Disability After Dark. Hey, so we're recording. Anthony Michael Lopez, welcome to Uh, Disability After Dark.
0: Yes, thank you for having me, Andrew Garza. Wow.
1: Wow. People don't usually say my full name, it feels really uh-huh.
0: Yeah, right, well people don't usually say my full name either, so.
1: Awesome, so, alright, <laughs>
0: let's
1: dive right in, so I'm excited you're here, because we've been, we've been like internet friends for a couple of years yeah. now, I don't know, I don't remember how we stumbled on each other, which is like pretty much how I open every podcast with a guest. Uh-huh. Think, like, I'm not sure how we know each other, but here we are now doing this thing.
0: Uh, after, after years of having like looked at each other's faces and read each other's words for you know years. Pretty much, and I'm pretty sure that
1: the way we met each other was like one of us flirted with the other one, I don't know, it, that's usually how it goes. I mean, that's that's usually how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's probably what happened. So, yeah. uh, welcome, hello, I'm happy you're here. Um, yeah. I, mean- I know who you are, and I gave the audience a bit of a primer before they hear this part, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell
0: us who you are what you do. Cool. I'm Anthony Michael Lopez, and I'm an actor. Um, I have a disability. I'm a, a right leg amputee. I was born with proximal femoral focal deficiency, which means that my bones in my right hip and my right leg were sort of, you know, I came out with those bones sort of everywhere. Um, and I had to, like, you know, to, like,
1: visualize. Trying to visualize like you as a baby with those bones everywhere. So, so like, what did your le- how did?
0: It was so adorable. Just like a, I was just born with like a smaller, a smaller right leg. So I've had to use a prosthetic leg my my whole life.
1: So you have so like, just so I understand, you ha- you have you have a leg, but not yes. a full leg.
0: Not a full leg. Yeah, the bones were the bones came out sort of uh, weird sizes and in weird places.
1: Cool, that's exciting. It's
0: really cool. Because
1: um, you know what, it's funny, I almost asked you if you had CP. I just, I naturally assume that everyone who has a mild disability generally uh, has CP. That's and that's something like, so many times I've done I've said the thing to guests where it's like, oh, you have CP, right? And they're like, nope, not at all, here's my yeah.
0: Uh, it's funny what everybody's baseline is, because like most able-bodied people think that I've like, you know, like fought in Iraq or Afghanistan. Because and, oh, <laughs> they think they think that like that's why I've got, you know, a prosthetic leg and like disabled people. Like I that's not the first time that somebody's like a disabled person has assumed that I have CP.
1: I mean, well, the able-bodied people love the Iraq story because that that's – Love it. It feeds into the lo- narrative of like, oh my god, you're a hero. Blah, blah, blah.
0: There, I, I cannot tell you like I walk down the street uh, during the summer when I'm wearing shorts and I get saluted almost every day. People, people see me and they and they literally go like that.
1: If we ever hang out in person, I'm gonna salute you. Just no, I love it. For, I lo- for ironic, it. hilarious. Like, and I'm sure in like during like Fleet Week, when all the hot Navy homos are there, I'm sure like mm. I salute me. Sure.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute me. Yeah, do whatever you want. But it's like it's funny because like you know they'll salute me and I don't know what to do, so I just sort of like graciously receive it as though like it's earned. <laughs> you know, like you're welcome. You're welcome. That's
1: how I feel when, like, when somebody, when an able-bodied person sees me on the street and, like, nods in that weird way. Right. Like, they're acknowledging that you're a person and you're supposed to be like, mm-hmm, yeah. So, like...
0: Yeah, they're condescending to acknowledge you as a so person. So condescending like, they're, but you're they're...
1: in this weird moment where it's like, you only have 20 seconds to be with this person. So you have to, like, either just graciously receive it or start a whole thing no, Summit of the
0: energy to like, to like explain Yeah. It's, it's too much.
1: And like, no one has the time to start a thing when you're just trying to live your days. So You'd be like, mm-hmm, great. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. God bless. God bless them. I
1: mean, bless their hearts. <laughs> bless their har- Isn't,
0: <laughs> bless their little hearts.
1: Bless their little hearts.
0: You know, my, my therapist says, um, he, he says that he thinks that most people walk around sort of feeling bad for themselves feeling sorry for themselves and when they see people with disabilities they're shaken out of that
1: there i mean I, he's probably right
0: I, yeah and it, it's, she,
1: it's they, them.
0: He, yeah it's a it's a gross reality but i think it's probably it's probably true and it sounds kind of simple until you like think about it it's like it's it, that's pretty profound um it's also so, really
1: sad. Like, I don't want to be like I, I don't want to be the reason that you like. I mean, if I am because you like me and you know Andrew Gerza or you know Anthony, like, great, yeah. fine, that's awesome. But if it's just because I'm that person, like, again, it really speaks to info porn, and I can't. That's,
0: that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah.
1: Why are we so? Why do you think like? Why do you think we're so? The, our society is so drawn to that. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like.
0: Well, I like, I remember, you know, I grew up in the nineties and I remember, um, like watching, I'd watched a lot of TV. I was an only child. So I would just sit in my grandparents' basement just turn on the television and watch it for hours. And I remember watching like lots of, um, those like 60 minute type TV shows where they would talk or they would feature children, specifically children with disabilities. And, um, you know, my disability is like semi-mild and you might not be able to clock it on first sight. Um, so like I was always sort of encouraged to be as... Uh, quote,
1: unquote, able as possible.
0: As able-bodied as, as possible yeah. and to think of myself in that way. And then when I would like see those shows, I felt terrible for those kids, you know? they They sort of positioned their stories as like, these heartbreaking tragedies of this child that was born with it, you know, and, um,
1: Painful, like disadvantage in life. And they're just going to, gonna and,
0: and you know, <laughs> so like, it, that's how disability has sort of been positioned in our, in our culture. Like that's just, that's just, uh, people, how people enter disability is yeah. like, from perspective. So I do get it. Like I empathize with that, point of view, especially since like the conversation hasn't really come much further in mainstream it's media. Really
1: not we've like, we've done, we've done the thing we've done, we've gone inches and inches forward in and, and I, you know,
0: I actually think I think we've actually come a long way in the conversation like within the disability community.
1: Oh yeah, The uh, disability you know, community is fierce as fuck, and I love, I oh, love everybody.
0: Exactly, and and more, and and like more, t- more unified, more united than we've been in, a, in, in, in ever maybe.
1: Yeah, thanks to like social media. Yeah.
0: But but to everybody else, I think we're still sort of looked at in that sort of like sad 2020 way.
1: Yeah, like, hey, but hey, listen, if Barbara Walters wants yeah. to come to my house and profile me, look, like, I'm down. Like, hey, yeah, sure. Really, you're-
0: Right, 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 right. But, but, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina.
1: Yeah, like, I don't mind. Like, listen, if you want to profile that my story is tragic, but get me on 2020 to put my, like, sure. I'll take right, it. Yeah. I'll no, I'll take that. Yeah. But I also, like, come on, Barbara. There's other stories we can do. Um, right. Uh, so tell me, I am really excited because you're in a movie with some really fucking famous people. So that kind of means you're a famous person? No. Uh, it does, though, because <laughs> shit. Like, I saw it the other day on my, on my social media feed. I saw it all coming up and I was like, what yeah. the fuck? That's amazing. So yeah. Now, tell me about Maplethorpe, which I always so, call uh, Maplethorpe.
0: Right. It's Maplethorpe, not Maplethorpe. Spelled Maplethorpe or pronounced Maplethorpe. It's about Robert Maplethorpe. It's a biopic. Uh, Robert Maplethorpe, obviously, super famous you know, uh, gay erotica photographer from the seventies and eighties. didn't
1: know any of this until I read No! I didn't know any of this until I please! I mean, that's my own privilege. Didn't know shit. So educate uh, me, please. Please. Okay.
0: So, um, he was best friends, like soulmates with Patty Smith. They lived in the Chelsea hotel together. They like moved to New York together. They didn't move to New York together, but they met each other right after they moved to New York. And, um, you know, uh, she wrote Just Kids sort of, like, about their friendship. Uh, you know, Just Kids that like, famous, the famous book yeah, that she wrote. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this movie is a biopic about them. And um, and what else do I want to say? Yeah, so it stars Matt Smith. And uh, I play Jack Fritcher, who's uh, one of Robert Mapplethorpe's lovers. Robert Mapplethorpe is long since dead, but... Um, I play Jack Fritcher, who was the founder of Drummer Magazine, which is like a leather bondage, uh, you know, gay magazine based in San Francisco. And he sort of exposed Maplethorpe to uh, the broader, like, national leather culture.
1: I feel like I'm supposed to know all that stuff about the magazine. I am I'm very uneducated, and so thank you for that. Because um, I like leather, and I like to fuck dudes in leather, but I didn't well,
0: know... Get, get into it. Get into it. Like... Where do you live again? Toronto. Okay, you live in Toronto. Okay, well, um, Jack Fisher so still your
1: face, You were like,
0: "Oh, Toronto!" No, because no, 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 that wasn't that. I thought that I thought that you lived in LA. Like I thought you were, I thought you were a West Coast boy. Uh,
1: I was born on the West Coast, but that's why. And, okay. and I just came back from doing talks on the West Coast. And if I could financially afford as a disabled person to live on the West Coast, okay, yeah. I'd move tomorrow. But it is not. Yeah.
0: Jack Fritcher is still alive, and and he lives on the West Coast, and um, I actually, like, the play that I'm working on right now is about to transfer to San Francisco for a month, and he's going to come see the play there. Whoa! Dude, I know. I know.
1: Hang on. So, the homo uh, you're playing... Yes. ...is going to be at your show... Yes. ...holy motherfucking shitballs. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's,
1: like, that is, that is... It's... Okay, so... It's so... Like that, it's so meta, and that's awesome. And does he? Did he like give you his blessing about being the character?
0: He did. He loved. He 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 loved what I did in the movie. He, he was one of the first people to see the movie. One of the first screenings, you know, he went to. Um, he said, you know, I, I like I I've got a small part in this movie. It's not. It's not. You know, but he. But hey, he look, was for
1: our community. It's a big, for, for the disabled community, it's a big fucking deal.
0: It is a big, it is a big deal. And like, he's not disabled. Um, and, you know, but, but, but it is, it is like, yeah, I, it, it's a big deal. And I, I'm, I'm really grateful. And he, he's, he loves the movie and we've actually become friends. Like we're Facebook friends. We follow each other on Instagram. Like we have chatted, like we've, you know, that's we're, amazing. We're, I know, I know. And we're about to hang out in San Francisco in a month. So that's, that's, that's awesome. So like, I'm tell excited. me
1: about, how, give me some, like, If you can. Give me some deets on on Matt Smith, because, like...
0: Oh, just just a dream. Just, like... I
1: watched The Crown. I watched The Crown, and I fucking lost my shit. I fell in love with him all over again.
0: He is incredible. He's truly incredible. Like, I've never watched Doctor Who. It's never been my thing. It was never really my gem either, but The Crown? I was like, I'm here for it. The Crown, bitch. The Crown. He's incredible. The the, the Crown is just just amazing, and I cannot wait for the next... Cannot wait. Oh blowing my, my Olivia mind,
1: Coleman. Olivia Coleman.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like I'm like tear I'm like going to cry. Like uh, go
1: off on a big tangent about <laughs> the crowd. So... And Olivia Coleman, and have you watched Fleabag yet because
0: No. And I like I'm I'm woefully underexposed to Olivia Coleman.
1: Okay, so Olivia Coleman Fleabag, hey, so... <laughs> is, Fleabag yeah. is the show produced by um Phoebe waller Okay. He does Killing Eve and does, like, that stuff. She mm-hmm. produced this show about this horrible person who is just a horrible woman, and all this stuff happens. And Olivia Coleman plays her, like, evil stepmother for a
0: few mm-hmm. scenes,
1: and it's literally my most favorite show. Please get on it and start
0: watching it. It's yeah, so good. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to get on it. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, Matt Smith, um, you know, he was. He first of all, he was in. He was sort of in character the, the whole time. He he spoke in the dialect the whole time, which I understand because, like, you know, when you're shooting a movie, especially when you're shooting a movie on film, we didn't shoot it digitally. Um, you have to just sort of be ready to go, uh, really quickly. And and his his natural dialect is so far from uh, Robert Maplethorpe's natural dialect that like he needed to. I, I understand like having to having to speak like the character even when the cameras aren't rolling, um, so that it's easier once, once they call action for you to just, to just go, go. You just quit and, not, and not have to think about it, you know?
1: I mean, that's probably why like he led her in like the dark night and all those people said he was, yeah. he stayed in character cause it's probably easier. Cause well, and some people
0: just are method. I mean, some people just like to do that, you know, and I, and, and I, I, I you know, I'm, I, I, can sort of be like that in certain, you know, certain roles. Um, but he really like, I don't know, just what like uh he's such a talent and he's so skilled and he's and his performance in this movie is really simple. um From what I've seen, I haven't seen the whole thing, but it's so simple and it's so grounded. And he turns what could be come like sort of a caricature um of an icon into like a real like living human. And I just I, you know. I loved, I loved my scenes with him. We just, we got to sit down and, and actually have conversations where we were like working things out and things were sort of growing. And I remember the second day I was on set, the crew um, the crew saw me and was like that, he, they were like, that scene between you two was like one of the most sexually charged uh, days on set that we've had yet. Yeah. So yeah, I can't, I mean, I haven't seen the scene uh, it, a, a little bit of it is in the trailer, so, you know. <clears throat> but I haven't seen it, so we'll see. But, I, you know, I felt it.
1: That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Was what was awesome. it like for you? Like, what was the... Like, how was coming into a thing being like, yo, I'm going to do this, I'm an actor, but I'm also disabled. Like, how... What Was, was there always. a conversation around that?
0: Oh, it's always a thing. It's always a thing. Um, Mapplethorpe, I don't... I, you know, I've done... I've done some t v and I've done some film and, and 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 sometimes when I'm hired specifically because of my disability, directors kind of sometimes assume that maybe I don't have the training or the experience that able bodied actors do and and i it's
1: it's so ableist it hurts
0: it's it's so ableist that I'm almost embarrassed for them yeah, making that assumption because it's so um I, I, it's it's like so just like classically like movie ableist you know what i mean yeah, like, like
1: 1940s shit. we don't believe you're a person so. it,
0: it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me um you know i i had a i had a director once say to me like you know we're, we're about to do this scene and i was working with like a very famous person and he was like we're about to do the scene you know acting is just sort of about, like just having a conversation and just listening and responding i was like
1: yeah, got it. Got it.
0: I, I know. I know. And then I did a take, and he was like, "Oh wow, you're really good. You're really natural." And I was like, mm-hmm. did, "Did I? Did I not like audition for like? I, you know? So, but that's that's a thing sometimes. And in response, you know, you, you just sort of nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like uh, respond to you sort of like." Instructing them on set, you know what I mean? Like they're gonna respond to you showing up and just sort of doing the work Which is like an added burden that people with that actors with disabilities have to you know shoulder yeah. Um, But on Maplethorpe, I don't even know I don't even know if they were aware that I had a disability I think they did because like my contract was this is an incentive to hiring people with disabilities my contract included um, sort of a tax break for them. I, I think there's a thing sometimes with feature films uh, in sag After, which is the actors union, uh, or the, the film union, that if you hire a certain percentage of people with disabilities or um, uh, people who are visible like
1: minorities,
0: yeah. 30s, visible minorities, um, you get a tax break. Uh, I think that I think that's a thing I think that was included in my contract for for maplethorpe, but my my uh I don't as far as I know, my disability didn't really factor into to maplethorpe um at all. You know it might have in subtle ways uh but nothing nothing as overt as when I'm like being hired to play somebody with a disability.
1: Tell me more about that kind of stuff like like tell me some of those roles that you've done that is like they need a disabled person and I'm the guy.
0: Like, the first – my first TV thing ever was, like, a short, uh, like, couple-minute scene on Broad City uh, where I'm in
1: oh, – Hang on. I got to go back and – I got to go, go back and do some – what the fuck?
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm in – so, okay. So I'm in the park in New York City. I'm sitting by myself. I'm at a table. I've got two chairs. My prosthetic leg is up on one of the chairs. Abby comes over and says, can we have this chair? Uh, 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 an argument ensues, and she decides that she's just going to take the chair. She whips the chair out from under yeah. me, and my leg falls. You, you remember, um, and uh, and my leg falls off. And she, you know, and so that was one of this. The thing about that is like it actually is like good funny. It's yeah. like good. It's like it doesn't mock people with disabilities. In fact, it sort of the 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 way that we did the scene, uh, how the scene rolled out was like we just wound up improvising. A, a, the majority of that scene and uh, it wound up becoming about able-bodied people not knowing how to react to disability, yeah. which, which which was ultimately the the humor of that scene. Totally. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. And that's
1: the humor in real life too. Like, yeah, that's, that's... where the funny is. It's like, oh my God, you're being such an ableist asshat, but let's, you know, let's watch this play out because you're like, you're being ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I loved that uh that was that was wonderful um and then i've done some other you know i've done some other i've done some other tv stuff that was like disability specific i've done um a lot of theater that's been disability specific in fact like my disability has been a real asset to my career i don't i don't think i would you know have had the opportunities (coughs) that i have now if it weren't for my disability really
1: i mean that's really I, i think the same thing about my disability the reason why all my shit's blowing up right now is because I'm disabled and like thank God for that because Thank God, yeah, like, yeah. It yeah. gave us both like in totally different spheres. It gave yeah. us work. Like I'm prou- it's true. I'm really proud of that. And I think people forget that it's a big asset, so we it should be marketed the right way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course like, you know, I've been I've been passed up for disability specific roles in favor of able bodied actors who are, you know, more Uh, Well known, Um, but it's funny because in those cases they have to do more work to hide their lack of disability to like really tell the story of the disability, which is central to those characters. They have to do more work with those able-bodied people. It's this weird. It it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then they and then they miss out on all the PR that you know that's going to come from hiring. Me. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, your PR right now for Ablethorpe is like, I love seeing disabled actor in yeah. like, I love seeing that on queerity I love seeing that in all the places because it's like, when I see that, my disabled heart is like, yes, it's happening. It's, yeah. Like, good. We're using the word disabled, and it's in a thing, and it's the front headline of like that's it's that's really important.
0: And it's celebrated. It's celebrated. You know, I I I, I struggle sometimes with interviews because sometimes able-bodied interviewers kind of automatically uh, try to like position exactly. the Play. Interview. Play. They, yeah they, they try to position the interview to like uh, to be about how I've overcome my disability in order to become a successful actor uh, you know and, no, and
1: you've employed your disability to become a successful actor
0: exactly exactly I mean one of the only reasons that I'm in Maplethorpe the casting director hired me for a role on uh, homeland uh, like just uh, the the previous year, um, to play a, a disabled character, so, so she she knew me through through the you know through the um, through my disability, and then called me in for the role in Mapleford. Um, so
1: you're famous, like
0: it's an asset. It's an asset.
1: I'm gonna bow down to you because you know all of like you know like you've been on all my, my like homeland's the show I watch, Broad Cities, they're my friends basically. Like,
0: cool. I- well, I know, I know that's how I feel, and like Abby and Alana on set are like were truly as entertaining as they are on the show. Like, they're just, like, they're just stars. They just shine. I
1: literally watched it in bed this morning. I watched the latest one being like, why does the show have to end? Why can't it go on forever?
0: Oh, I know. I love it so much.
1: Um, so talk to me a little bit about kind of, we talked, we've talked kind of around your privilege of disability and, like, passing and stuff. How yeah. does that play out in queer spaces for you?
0: Uh, the the privilege of of passing, like, cause you, oh, well, you know, big,
1: uh, I'm not looking disabled enough to look disabled,
0: right? Um, uh, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to tell because, like, I know that a lot of my uh, a lot of my queer disabled friends have had like problems, like where, like, you know, somebody spots their wheelchair and their scruff profile or whatever, and the conversation like takes like a sharp left turn, yeah. Uh, and that's definitely happened to me. And, uh, you know, I- I've also noticed that like some dudes have tried to like fetishize me, um, you know, uh, or- how do you, feel about, how
1: do you feel about going down that rabbit hole with me? Like, let's, like-
0: <clears throat> Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I-, I-, I, you know, that kind of thing is like not my jam especially if it kind of you can always tell if there's like a little you know tinge of um of like pity or like sort of like uh, if if the like fantasy includes some sort of like power dynamic where like they're sort of like the savior and i'm sort of somebody that needs to be helped and that's what makes it like super hot to them like that's you know clearly not my thing um but then there's also this other thing where i think there are some people uh, who see people with disabilities and go like, "You have an extra experience that's not that's that's unusual. That probably gives you an interesting perspective on life, and they're more interested because of it." Um, and I I dig that, you know. Yeah,
1: like that. I really think that there's, it, and I've said this a bunch on the show, but fetishization vegetaz- is such a weird fine line because there are moments in my sex life. When I'm getting down with a dude, where I'm like, yeah, you can fetishize that. Go ahead, I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, get into it. If you're into it, like, it's part of my body. It's a fact of my body, and the fact that it's different, you, you know, kind of maybe if it excites you, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with, I'm and fine like, with
1: it. The fact that you're currently getting hard over it, I'm not gonna stop that. Like, sure, like, great.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. Um, I I think, oh, I mean, I definitely think there have been times, although nobody would ever say it, you know, I think there have been times when, you know, a guy has been into me and then, like, noticed my disability and, like, you know, just sort of, like, stopped being into me. Um, Isn't that the the weirdest?
1: It's like, wait, 30 seconds
0: ago you were down.
1: Like, 30 but seconds ago, like, you were down to choke on my dick as hard as you want. And now, because I was real with you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, no, I can't anymore.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. But if but if that's the case and then they suddenly, like, block me or, like, stop talking to me or whatever, I'm, like, grateful. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, thank God we didn't get past this point and then have to, like – I have to, like, deal with this bullshit, like, face-to-face. I have
1: been I have there, been with, there people with people that. where, like, they're in my bedroom and they're saying shit and I'm like, oh. You're here. We're this I, close to the dick sucking, and and now you're doing this. What? Great.
0: Yeah, not cute. Not cute. No,
1: no. So like, how can I? How does your disability like manifest? Like, how does it? Because from what I can see right now, I would look at you and not assume you had a disability.
0: Yeah, I have like I have a um, a stump basically. Like, um, my right leg it, like probably only goes down to like just above my my left knee. Okay. Um and i was born with a foot but because of like uh i I just had the foot amputated when i was 13 so that i could fit into a prosthesis that was like that that worked better for me
1: Whoa! so breakdown being 13 and having to like have your foot amputated i can't imagine that was something you were okay with
0: no i needed i wanted it i wanted it because like i had i the the way that it um just the way that like my disability works like my my leg, the leg that I was the right leg that I was born with, because of the bone, uh, you know, sort of sizes and just where they were placed, right. is not very strong. So I had to wear um, prostheses that I would have to get surgery so that they would turn the foot around so that the ankle joint became the knee joint, which, as you can imagine, is like not comfortable. No. Also, I went to a Catholic grammar school where every Friday we had uh, church, and I would you know, have to like kneel and stand and kneel and stand like in Catholic mass. It's like just part of it. And by the end of it, you know, sometimes I was bleeding um, and walking really sucked. And God bless my family. You know, they wanted me to be like as normal and like, as accepted and like feel as empowered as possible. But sometimes that meant ignoring my actual limitations. Yeah. And so I, you know, I would like go to camp, right? I would like go to summer camp and going on a hike which was like no big deal for the other 11 year olds by the time we got past the parking lot i was in so much pain and and didn't know how to ask to to like for take a break. yeah exactly something that's like super still super ingrained in me now you know um
1: so how does your, i'm just curious how did your family like because they wanted you to like push past disability when you're younger and I get why because like yeah. in the 90s disability like disability acceptance is not where it is now so there was a total different view on like that then um, yeah but how do they how what do they think about like you being on the front of like stuff being like hey I'm the disabled actor that's in Maplethorpe.
0: they love it okay. oh they're so happy they're so happy I mean every time they see something like I get a I get a phone call from one of my aunts like just crying you know like they're they're so they're they're so into it um, and I think it's 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 been a process for me to sort of like set my own boundaries and talk about you know uh, like really like voice my own limitations and where my comforts are and where they end and um, and that's been an education process for them too because like you know the uh, the majority of people in in our uh, society have never really engaged with disability in like a in a real way yeah uh, so. I don't blame them at all for trying to push me into like able-bodied spaces um at all you know they they were doing their best they were they were doing what they thought was best for me and um so yeah you know but you know that's that's all to say like when i was younger my disability was like uh m- much more of a hindrance than it, than it is now so by the time i was 13 and there was all this like damage to my foot and my leg and i was having like hip problems and everything like uh, the doctor said, "If you get your foot amputated, you will be able to use a prosthetic that will take like lots less effort to to use so i you know had the foot amputated it was like a year and a half recovery process, and then I was like off and you know it, it it's been it's been it's been amazing it's been incredible
1: that's great because like <laughs> when you hear amputation like your first thought is like, oh." A part of your body is being cut off of you. Exactly.
0: No. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like you know, amputate people hear amputation and think like, oh, okay, you were here. You 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 know, you you enjoyed a certain level of like completion and comfort, and then you had an amputation, and your your level of comfort sort of you know went down. But for me, it's the opposite. Like when I moved to New York, uh, I was 24, and because of um, you know the prosthesis that I had, then. I couldn't walk 6 blocks without having to sit down but you know uh, because of like the because of the um, you know the advances in technology like I, I can walk like 2 miles and sort of be sort of fine you know um, and that's all it all it's all because of my amputation when I was 13 you know it, it gave me access to those to those prosthetics
1: so you would like if if somebody was like worried about amputation and it was something that would actually help their help their quality of life We should be advocating for. You think?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, that's awesome. It's been so. Oh my god, my. You know, yeah, I've been blessed. I've been blessed.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about disability in the media because you're a famous person, and so I want to talk to you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that the whole time and bother you so much. It's so fun. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about so Brian Cranston. Yeah. (sighs) The upside happened, and I haven't really publicly voiced my feelings on Brian Cranston with another person on the show yet, so I wanted to do that with you Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So, he decided to take that role on the upside because it was a quote, good business decision for him. Um, that made me want to cry because yeah. I was like, yeah, I really liked you in Breaking Bad and then you go do this and I can't deal with it. And not only that, his co-star from Breaking Bad, who's an actual disabled person, said, I stand behind him. I know. And I wanted to be like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I know, I know. I couldn't. I don't know even how to talk about this anymore, except to just reiterate the point that um, it's not okay for able-bodied actors to use someone else, to use disability at all, in order to... Um, to win an Oscar, to impress the rest of the able-bodied community, you know, the able-bodied world, because implicitly part of that is uh, eliciting sympathy and sort of sadness and the like, uh, like inspirational, the the kind of like uh, inspiration, inspo porn um, narrative that we've seen in able-bodied media, that's not okay. And the way that we move away from that is by hiring actual disabled people to tell these stories and making sure that these stories are being told from the perspective of a a person with disabilities and not from able-bodied people who have their own assumptions about what it's like to be disabled. Why would we ever do that? it's similar to, um, I, I would liken it to, uh, you know, a white person telling a story about a person of color from the white person's perspective, yeah. without including any people of color.
1: So, like that movie that just won Best Picture, what was it called? I can't remember. It was Green, it. Book.
0: Green Book. I yeah. didn't see it. I didn't but see I, it
1: either, but I've heard it's a whole shit show of like problematic. It's just, it's just. It's like that.
0: It's like that, Yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, I – and it really hurt me when I saw RJ Mitty's thing because I was like, you know what? The community stood by you when you were on Breaking Bad. They stood yeah. by you when you were doing all this stuff. And we've, we've elevated you to a point of, like, disabled fame status. And then you go see say this. Like, no, no.
0: I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's icky and it's gross. It
1: troubles it- me when a disabled person says something about ableism, about their experience. And another disabled person comes into their DMs or comes into their stuff and says, but no, but actually it's okay. And it's like, no, it isn't okay. Why are you – like even if you don't believe that, support the disabled person saying this because yes. like, we're all part of the – like we're all part of the same community.
0: Exactly. And it's so tricky because like, you know, R.J. Mitty has no problem like getting, getting roles, but I understand the pressure of being uh, a disabled actor and not wanting to like piss anybody off and stay in the good graces of all the yeah. – Powerful people and not try to like you know what I mean? Like I, I understand the pressure, but at some point you have to understand the the the, um, the damage you're doing um,
1: Yeah, exactly the damage the damage that was done by that film and more so the 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 comments from all sides afterwards Yeah, about the, like my, my trouble is not so much the movie because I'm not gonna pay to see it and I won't see it I'll probably I'll probably watch it for a podcast episode and make like make horrible fun of it. That's probably what'll happen. Uh-huh. Um, but
0: podcast you know, episode should be. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It should be just uh, uh, like a video of you and disabled people watching that movie and like and like, and like and like and like drinking to it and the commentary. And it should be a split screen where one side is the movie and the other side is like you guys getting drunk and laughing at the movie. That's what it should be.
1: I support this. This should become a YouTube channel and somebody out there listening. I agree. I would do this. Yes. yes.
0: And I will be there for it.
1: Amazing. We should do like those. You can. You know how you can watch things with a group online and film. That, that's that's yeah. what it should be right there.
0: Wait, I'm not even fucking kidding anymore. This is like a great idea. Let's,
1: let's support <laughs> this. Um, okay, good. I want to go into sex with you because.
0: Sure. I mean, before you... we do that, can I just pee?
1: Can you? <laughs> sure. So. Not like
0: right here, but like I let me just let me just like take a little break. So
1: let me just okay so. So, listeners, I'm going to pause this part, and this is the part where Anthony's going to go pee, and (laughs) then we're going to come back and record the rest.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay.
1: There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark, but first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners. So... We'll do that and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. I want to take a minute to let you know all about a brand new contest put on by my friend, Bello Cipriani, who you heard in episode 114 telling us all about queerness, blindness, and disability. Well, he started a publishing company a while back called Ola Books, and they are committed to amplifying the stories of disabled writers. This year, in partnership with Pen to Paper, an international creative writing competition with the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities, OLEB Books has announced a new award for disabled writers, the OLEB Books Personal Essay Award. For this inaugural award, the team has chosen the theme of Disabled Parents. Now, I know there are so many disabled parents out there with something to say and a story to tell, What are the challenges of being disabled and raising a kid? What is disabled pregnancy like? Could you be a disabled mom or dad? Or neither or both? And so much more. Winners of this contest will receive $50 and have their essay featured in an anthology published by OLAB Books and be part of a big national marketing campaign. You can enter the contest by heading over to olabbooks.com slash contests or you can click on the link in the show notes of today's episode of Disability After Dark. Thanks, friends! All right, so Anthony, you went pee. Yeah. How was it? Do you feel better?
0: So great. I feel so much better.
1: Did you shake twice?
0: Uh, three times. Awesome. Um, I made that mistake too many times, Andrew.
1: I can't do that anymore because I use a catheter, so I don't... And I, I have always kind of sat down to pee, so I never... I am jealous of men who can stand. You know what it makes me really jealous? I want to be able to stand with. Yeah. You. Like I have no problem not walking, but I do wish, as a queer cis man who likes mm-hmm. men, I want to stand and show you my dick. <laughs> like it's a I weird understand. thing. I really want to be able to be like I'm standing over you with my penis.
0: I understand. That's a thing. That's like definitely a trope in like modern like uh, internet sex. Uh, in the modern internet sex world. Is to like have like a little frame of you in video and then like stand up and then it's just like your dick.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's it's like, it's like the OnlyFans porn generation of like –
0: Exactly. And I, exactly. I, I
1: want to do that. So listen, if somebody out there wants to help me stand and hold me up, well, I'll like I I'll do it.
0: Um, listen, you're, you're creating work for, for uh, videographers and for directors of photography, Andrew Gerza creating jobs. I mean
1: I'm doing okay. it. I'm crippled content. Right. Let's figure it out. Um. So, let's move into sex because it's fun and and it it is a sex podcast. You first of all are wearing an amazingly amazing deep V. Thanks. It It feels like a V. It's
0: like a it's like a scoop. Like a U.
1: And it's 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 illuminating some amazing chest hair, which (coughs) is my favorite. Thanks. On all the men. So so I I got you. Um, tell me what like this is going to sound really basic. But tell yep. me what, like, sex and disability has been like for you, other than people saluting you on the street and, mm. and being kind of fetishy, fetishy about your disability. How does your stump affect sex for you?
0: Are you asking me if anybody's ever asked me to stump fuck them?
1: I mean, I wasn't. Is
0: that, is that the, the veiled question? I mean, is that, like, the nugget inside this question? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: wasn't, but it is now.
0: <laughs> uh, the answer is yes, that has happened.
1: Tell me the story I am ready
0: like <laughs> I've never done it i've never I never followed through with it but I was like this is uh I've got a boyfriend now so you know this was this was and and we're monogamous and we could talk about that too if you want yeah um, I'm ready. but Let like break uh, down. but like before that I was in bed with this dude and and uh he was like god I'm so sorry mom uh but he we were we were <laughs> we were you know whatever fooling around and and um it was hot and then he was like really into my stump because he had never seen anything like it before and he was wondering if like it would fit inside his ass and uh oh you, dear yep yeah. wow and i didn't and, and 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 it wasn't so much like it was it was it was sexual but it wasn't even like it wasn't even like that dirty of a of a moment, it was more of like a huh. I wonder how that would work. What would be required? It was more just like a conversation. Um,
1: that feels like something so yeah, that, just, that feels like a conversation I, that would be on, on if there was a gay version of Broad City and you were like, please, Abby and Ilana, like Anthony and I, I are right here. I will play your right queer gay best friend and we can. Can we yeah. please make that show?
0: Absolutely. Oh my god, pegging. Pales in comparison.
1: Like, it, like, you know,
0: build toast.
1: Yeah, like
0: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: many good ideas, so many things. Someone so many reach out to me, make this happen. Uh huh. Um,
0: so yes, yeah, stump fucking is something that I've thought about uh, and considered. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't quite know how to segue out of that
0: one. How uh, do we? Uh, does, yeah?
1: Does yours like? Okay, I'm gonna ask you some body questions about you and you can sure. decline to answer if you want to. Do you are you more of a top or bottom?
0: I'm pretty verse.
1: Okay. Um But but i d I don't yeah, more
0: I I mean, you know, uh I, I'm I'm verse, yeah, but it like go it like, you know, changes with the seasons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's summer <laughs> it's summer it's spring it's, it, soon. An yeah. So your spring position would be
0: Oh God, I don't know. Things are changing. It has been top and I think now maybe it's like moving into into bottom territory.
1: Awesome. Uh well, um <laughs> good, not sure how to segue to that one. But <laughs> so my question was like because you're okay, at the top then, do how does how does the prosthetic work in there? Like in terms oh, of, yeah, because of like thrusting and like
0: all yeah. the
1: things that go into topping?
0: Some sometimes, um like uh it, it like depends on how the sex is happening. Like if it's like if it's like uh impulsive, the leg is staying on so that I have leverage, yeah. you know. Um but it's not that's not necessarily the most comfortable for me. Um uh, you know, if it's if there's like more if we can take more time, uh the leg comes off, you know. And like I would prefer it for it to be off, and then we just have to sort of get creative about how, how we do you know how we do things. But it's never a problem.
1: No, no, of course not. And I would and correct me if I'm wrong. I would imagine that lying down topping might be a little bit easier without your leg on. No. Oh.
0: No, lying down. Yeah, lying down is lying down is actually is actually a bit harder because for the you know the for like the motion to happen, you sort of need leverage on both sides
1: okay i have only taught i am i am the kind of top i i top from the bottom so if you're gonna if i if i'm fucking you you're gonna be riding me because i can't do much so i don't need to do and i can't thrust anyway so like if you want me to fuck you do the work like yeah so i, see. I don't i don't understand the, like the needs for leverage except uh-huh. for, like, if you can sit on my dick, then we're good like that so we're good <laughs> basically my yeah. that's all my issues so like i I never thought about that. My my assumption was, like, if your leg was off, then you would have more room to, like, swing your dick around or something. I don't know.
0: Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because, I, I you know, you need balance. You need balance to top.
1: Right. And so, I again, I, I'm making an assumption here. I, I would assume that bottoming is just pretty much the same as it would normally be. Pretty straightforward. Yep. Awesome. Uh Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think. What, tell me. So you also mentioned you think you want to talk about body dysmorphia. And oh, happiness. dude. It's
0: such a thing. I feel like we don't talk about it a lot so in the disabled
1: community. Let's do that. Do
0: you, do you find that we talk about it enough?
1: I find that a lot of my guests bring it up. And yeah. And I'm starting to, Because they will put it in the questionnaire that I sent you they'll say, like, I want to talk about body, body dysmorphia and disability. I will then... like great let's talk about it and so i in the work i do i am more i think publicly though no
0: yeah it's not really it's not really a thing that's like just it's like so because it veers into into sort of so like such sensitive territory like our bodies are not you know the, the they don't look the way that like you know mainstream bodies in the media look but whose body does um but i feel like because our bodies are because our disabilities can be so unique um, and everybody's body is unique, but like our disabilities can can really make us feel like different in our body, and that our bodies are like super unique. That I feel like it pushes our body dysmorphia like to sort of an extreme. And I know a lot of disabled people, and I, I I've dealt with this too, and I still do, have dealt more with body dysmorphia and <clears throat> and eating disorders than uh, able-bodied people with the same issues. Yeah, um, I, yes.
1: I know a lot of disabled people with eating disorders and eating issues, and like yeah. I have. Again, not the same thing, but I have tummy stuff too, and like, I have yeah. anxiety around things and IBS because of disability, and all these things like flare up because the disabled body. How do you measure? You can't measure up, and so you try
0: to. But you can't even like compare, like, you know, um, you can't. There's no like, it's it's weird because it's like, lots of people can have stretch marks, yeah, but nobody's stump looks like mine. You know what I mean? Like, my stump looks different. Your your stump will be will be will be different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's not like, uh, uh, so. So, uh, I feel like people with disabilities, like sometimes, I mean, at least for me, can feel like we're all alone uh, in our uh, physical difference. Yeah. You know, even though we we may, we might know other disabled people, we might know that other disabled people deal with similar issues. We might feel that our body is particularly unacceptable.
1: Oh, totally. And You know,
0: particular individual disability.
1: Yeah. And also because, you know, when you're disabled all the time, going to see another disabled person as a whole, sometimes a trek, sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes there are no other disabled people in the vicinity to you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, Like, would you, would you feel comfortable in a room full of, like, this is gonna sound like the most offensive question, but it's totally not.
0: So ready for um,
1: it. Would you feel comfortable in a room full of people with stumps that look like, that look like yours?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, would I feel comfortable in a room that's like if you were
1: a bunch of people with like amputation and they mm-hmm. had stumps that looked similar to yours, would you would it, would you feel like community there? Would it would you do you think that would lessen your body dysphoria?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you asked that question, I got this like upwelling of joy. Like yeah. I know, it's like absolutely like i i um i recently only got com- i only just got comfortable um taking off my leg in front of sort of anyone like in the last i would say like in the last like 5 to 10 years ju- like just got comfortable being a- among people i i barely knew and taking taking off my leg um just the the yeah just like the shame is is like is is real deep down in there
1: wow it shouldn't be because you're awesome and like
0: yeah which is like the you know eventually the place that I came to too you know
1: but like i can imagine in certain scenarios and i I'm, I'm thinking more about like dick sucking scenarios i can imagine that moment when you're with the hookup and you're like hold up, this is really hot but i got to take off my leg i'm sure that's not exactly like how, do, to. how do you navigate those moments when you're about to like get on from d and then you're like hold on my i, I got to take off my prosthetic
0: exactly and like and like yeah and like you're probably going to need to take a moment and get used to it and then we're gonna have to like work back up into it you know yeah
1: like i think i think do you think that could be or has it ever become for you like an erotic moment
0: of course of course because it's deeply personal and it's intimate it's a part of my body that like most people don't see so not that i uh necessarily feel like there's erotic value to my stump but there is eroticism in in showing somebody a part of your body that most people don't see often yeah, you know
1: i mean I'm, I'm curious from both like a like professional standpoint and also like mm, i wonder what i wonder how we could make that an erotic like gay scene in a in a in a, in a yeah. show or a film like I'm, I'm feeling like we somebody should make that show
0: Absolutely. Somebody needs to make that show. I know. And I've been thinking about it for so long. I, I have, like, I've written outlines for, you know, a show that's about, you know, uh, queerness and disability and sex, particularly. Like, I've thought about it and I've written about it, but I just haven't done it because I'm trying you to. You have
1: my contact. You have my con-
0: I know. We that's need to. Us and and, and uh, Ryan Haddad, like, and, you know,
1: I mean Jesse Yates and like there are yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And there, there's a crew of people that I'm already assembling. Be like, yep,
0: this is it. Yeah, it's us. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're all, you know, we're all doing our thing, and and you know, eventually, I feel like our paths will sort of uh, lead to each other, like making something like this. It's
1: gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're all, we're all like, I know what I love about each each of our stuff is yeah. that it's all different. It's all not the same. It all right. isn't necessarily a brand. It's just people being like, "I'm disabled and I want to have space here."
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I'm gonna take up space, and if you don't like it, fuck right off. Right. It's hot. Like I'm, I'm here for that. Um, this is a really fun conversation, and I don't want to like force questions and things. So I kind no, of no, kind no.
0: Of... Please, please force questions. Like if you like, if there are if there are more things that you want to ask, like yeah.
1: Well, you said you want. I mean. You said you wanted to like talk about your monogamy a little bit. Uh, sure, let's go there.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like it's like uh, I don't know. Well, like what in particular?
1: I don't
0: know. I'm curious about. You're, okay, you were, well, like, you I don't mean like
1: like, just like we can talk about monogamy. I was like, cool, great.
0: I just have found I, I just I just you know I'm like really crazy about this dude. Like I'm just like so in love with him. We've been together for like almost a year and a half, um, and we're monogamous.
1: Like <laughs> it's like twenty years.
0: Yeah, exactly, and, and and being monogamous, you might as well, you know, it's over. It, it's over. But I have found like such a beautiful, um, I don't know. There's, it's just been like such a beautiful intimacy in being monogamous, where it's like, you know, because in in most queer circles now,
1: everybody's open. Everybody has a boyfriend and another boyfriend. Says-
0: Yes. I, I, and I get the sense that people who are really committed to some people who are really committed to, uh, being open and being non-monogamous, um, kind of maybe look at monogamy as sort of like, a um, an outdated or like, a uh, you know, sort of traditional closed minded, yeah. you know, or like codependent or like there's
1: something yeah, yeah.
0: wrong with it. Um, But I found that our our monogamy is actually, like, it it, it enables us to be, like, less codependent. It enables us to be, like, uh, really sort of uh, free in our individuality within the relationship because we're continually choosing it. And that means that at some point, maybe we won't choose it anymore. Maybe we'll choose to, like, open things up a little bit. But it lets us develop our sexual life in like a really beautiful and intimate way uh, without having to navigate other people's vibes and our own responses to, to other people in our, in our sex lives. And like, look, we've both been mega sluts in the past.
1: Good for you. Supporting exactly. us so hard. Like, yeah, me too. And like,
0: And for us, for where we are right now, It's what we really want to be doing, and it's like beautiful. And like I was at the, for example, like, and I'm thinking about this right now, just because like on Monday I was at the gym, some dude like really came at me real hard, and he was really hot, and I thought about it, and I did. I ultimately like turned down. I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and he was like, "Well, would you have wanted to?" You know, I was like, "Part of me says yes, but most of me is like." the sex that I, that I would have had with a stranger in a gym shower would never have compared to the sex that I have with the person that I'm in love with and committed to. Oh and there's something God,
1: about, like
0: something about choosing that commitment and the prior, prioritizing that commitment uh, enriches the sex that we have so that the, 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 like, uh, the, the casual sex that is available to me just doesn't appeal to me right now because there's no comparison you know um it's a different thing it's you know so uh i i've been finding that really interesting and in a way like feeling kind of like punk about it like i've been feeling kind of like rebellious and and, and extra queer for like choosing monogamy
1: that i've never heard it described that way before that's kind of awesome
0: um and it's not for everybody obviously it's not for everybody but it's like for for both of us where we are right now like it's it's a thing. Like it's it, it it feels great.
1: That's I fully support that. Two questions popped up when you were talking and I, as you were talking, I was like, I gotta ask this and I gotta ask this. So mm-hmm. question one is let's back up to the possible shower sex you could have with this dude. Ah uh, uh, yeah so yeah,
0: how, yeah. Okay.
1: How <laughs> yeah. would your how would your how do you this is the, again, basic things, I don't know. How would your stump slash prosthesis how would that work in there? If he was like, Wanna fuck you in the shower? What would have
0: how well I was in the uh, I was in the accessible shower so there was a there was a a seat
1: yep
0: a shower seat so that would have factored in somehow it would have depended on like what we wanted to do I could have stood up but then eventually I would have had to sit down um yeah my left leg is is the one that's you know that you know'm I'm, I'm disabled because of my right leg not my left leg so my left leg, in order to compensate, is just—it's just like massive. Like my thigh is just like massive, and my foot is flat. So it like so like I have so exception
1: You have an amazing calf.
0: And thigh, like it's it's like yeah.
1: Soups jelly because I because as somebody who can't walk and has no leg muscle definition yeah. whatsoever, when I see a dude with nice calves anywhere, I'm like, oh, I have an erection. I don't know why.
0: That's the thing. Like, I would even, I would even like, I, like, I think my leg is like nice, but I wouldn't even call it sexy. It's just like monstrous. It's just like I have to buy, I have to buy pants that are two sizes up, to just to fit my thigh and my calf. Um, I feel like
1: you're gonna have to send me a picture of your. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna need
0: that. I'm sure they're on the internet, but um, uh, yeah. So I'm um, need a
1: private DM uh, that just says Anthony's calf.
0: Sure, I'm just like yeah, um, but like uh, so. Yeah, the the balance is great, so that's how that that's how that would have worked. Um, and I've you know I've had shower sex and it's it's fine. Eventually, it gets a little tiring and you know. Um But yeah. Can
1: you wear your prosthetic in the shower?
0: No. Are but, there
1: prostheses that you can wear in the
0: shower? Well, my my leg, my prosthesis. Um, you, I can, I can't, I could wear it in the shower. It can be submerged underwater for half an hour before there start to be problems. Okay. It's water resistant. But the top of it, the 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 thigh part is covered in foam
1: okay. to
0: fill it out so that I can wear pants and uh and sort of pass for able bodied when when I have to, um for, you know, auditions and stuff. Yeah. Which is gross. It makes me feel gross, but it's 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 what you it's, do to feed yourself sometimes. Yeah, I get it. Exactly, exactly. So um so I can't really I can't get the foam wet. That would just be a mess. All
1: right, cause I, cause for a minute when you said that, I was picturing like, here's what I pictured, and this is a horrible image. I picked well, it's not really. I pictured you with like a Terminator leg for a minute, uh-huh. and I was like, maybe it's like that, and maybe they would find like, cause I don't see a lot of prosthetics in my day to day, and the ones that I do see, some of them are just like just straight, the the metal with no. Right. So yours is not that, or it is that? And it's
0: not that. No, I'm technically I'm technically above the knee, so I have a, I've got a prosthetic knee, and then I've got like it's it's called a microprocessor, and it comes from Autobach and it's um it's um it's th- there's like a computer inside of it that's programmed to match the gait of my left leg, and um you know yeah there's like a foot and there's like a little you know. Calf-shaped, uh, you know, portion Thanks. of like houses a computer, and then above that is a little is a little knee joint.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that primer because I was having visuals that I didn't know how to. I was like, I need to just ask. This, I don't know. Um, and my next question was gonna be like, how does with all this beautiful monogamy that you've chosen for yourself, which again, I love the word choice. I think the way that you've the way that you've worded that and the way that the two of you have figured that out is one of the most beautiful ways that I've ever heard monogamy described, and it makes it makes my like, woo, I'm queer and I'm like non-monogamous. It makes me feel not bad about that, but but proud that somebody looked the other way and said like, here's what I what I'm choosing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yes, congrats. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, there's there there are lots of ways to do sex and love, and you know. Oh, yeah.
1: I fuck sex workers for money and I don't have to love them and it's great. Absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. Sucking Absolutely. people's dicks for money to give them money to do that is, and I talked about this yesterday in the talk I was giving, mm-hmm. there's something really empower- empowering sitting in front of a room and people saying like, yeah, I pay for sex and the Yeah, exactly. So like, I, and
0: anyway. It's, I, I, I love that. Like, I and I and I've thought about this a lot lately. Like paying for sex is probably one of like the cleanest, like, um, if most efficient ways to have sex. Oh yeah, boundaries are already set. They are in set inlaid.
1: You, there is no question about what you're doing. I exactly. have boundaries with all the workers that I work with, and I work with a few. Like, I, yeah, I, I got my, I got my team of people ready. I work with a few. Awesome. We have boundaries. where like, you can text. A few times during the week to say, "Hey, how are you?" There's no need for like romance. There's no need for like Absolutely. we're in a relationship where we need to feel things for each other. There's like, "Hey, you're a decent guy. Want to get naked and do some things? Great, let's do that."
0: Which pre- w- which protects the sex, and it also protects your emotions. Exactly. It's it's incredible. It's so efficient. It's so clean.
1: bloody as, so as you want, and nobody gives a fuck exactly. because you paid for that time
0: exactly or exactly. you can
1: be as like I can be as romantic with them in those two hours if I want to right the other day I, I was with the worker and oh, we really yes
0: yeah I, I, uh, yeah
1: the other day I was, with, I was with the worker and we watched Family Guy for an hour and then we sucked dick for an hour and that was it <laughs> that was my session and I it was the most fun because there was no expectation of anything there
0: yeah that's incredible
1: um, so that big tangent was to go back to so how does your disability play into this this chosen monogamy that you've kind of cultivated for yourself or does it
0: I don't know I don't know I haven't thought about it I don't know if my disability um, contributes to it other than um, I don't know I mean any anything that I would say about it would be sort of like uh, you know kind of not really like an incubated thought uh, do you have like,
1: uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it was okay. A follow up yeah. to that would be like, how, how does your partner, how did your partner handle the fact that you're disabled?
0: Well, we, okay. So we, uh, you know, exchange photos first and as you do. As you do and, you know, part of like good, um, you know, uh, being like a nice, photo sharer, uh, gay person, you want to like, you want to share photos of your disability and, you know, let them know like, this is my body and whatever. Like, if you're not cool with it, like, you know, yeah. fuck so I can find somebody else, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, he knew right away. And I think there was something about my having a disability that made him, um, that made him want to ask questions, ask more questions and find out about me and how my disability like, made me uh, view the world. Um, And uh, I think that's probably like part of why we're together, honestly. But uh, uh, of course, like my disability has influenced the person that I am. So he, you know, he likes me because of who I am. And a, a part of that is influenced by my disability. Awesome.
1: So, so like, yeah. So like you you, you never felt through the other relationship, and you haven't felt as the relationship progress. Like there's been no real sense of like ableism from either side. There's been no like discomfort. It seems like it's it well, like no, 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 no. no. Okay,
0: that's not, no, that's not no. We Okay, so one of our first, like, things that we did together, like, big things that we did together, after two months of knowing each other, God, this was so stupid, thinking about it, but, like, we went to uh, New Orleans, where he lived for eight years, um, for Mardi Gras. And, you know, Mardi Gras is like like, you know, the people big, are just walking yeah. and getting fucked up, and, you know, there D's were drugs. And,
1: and drugs and sex. And, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So lots of that. And uh, he kept asking how I was doing. Like he kept asking if I was okay, and I at one point just you know uh, uh, out of my mind on Molly had to like take him by the shoulders and be like, "If I have a problem, I will tell you." Please, let's just enjoy this and stop worrying that I'm not okay and not saying so, you know. Um, so like that, it's like that's like the cute side of ableism, but it's still ableism, yeah. you know assumption that we're not okay um and i had to like explain that to him and then once i explained it to him, part of the reason why he's so wonderful is like once i explained it to him it was like oh yeah totally yeah completely you know he like completely got it didn't take didn't take it personally it didn't start a fight it was just you know he, he understood
1: this is the trouble when you deal with with ables that you want to, whose dicks you want to suck because they will sometimes when you call them out, they're like, "Well, I was just trying to be blah blah blah." Exactly.
0: Don't yeah. Don't call me like don't don't try to make me feel like an asshole. It's like no, don't don't try to make me feel like don't yeah. I
1: wasn't trying to make you feel like an asshole. I was actually I cared about you enough to tell you not to fucking worry anymore.
0: Exactly. I don't want this to become a thing in our relationship. I don't want to have to deal with this again. And
1: that's why and, sometimes fucking sex workers is so great because yeah. you can i don't have to worry about what, how this is going to affect us come on exactly do the thing thanks for that here's your dollars get the fuck out
0: exactly exactly so like i i yeah i but um that's that's really mostly how it manifests he he and he's but he's really good about like asking questions if i you know like uh am i comfortable doing this am i comfortable you know going on this walk or or whatever and you know um so, yeah, I mean, of course, there's always some ableism and there's there's prejudices. There's prejudice. Everybody's everybody's got their own thing. Everybody,
1: I believe prejudice. that everybody's an ableist. Everybody's a racist. Everybody, we all have it in us.
0: Everybody's a like everybody's, Yeah, it's it's inside all of us. <clears throat> so dealing with it, like it's just a fact of being a human in this culture.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I am out of the question. This was a great, fun, easy, flowing conversation. I had the most. Yeah, I love
0: talking to you. Let's do it more. It
1: was, we really should do it more. We should seriously write that fucking show. Broad City, the, like, we the, have- the, like queer, super gay, super disabled version.
0: Can it just be called Stumpfuck? <laughs> <laughs> just, the entire series is Stumpfuck. Yeah, I support that.
1: I fully can I- support that and will put my money behind it. Yes, please.
0: And RJ Mitty, yes, you can be on the show.
1: Yes, but we're going to make fun of you the whole time.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. The whole
1: time. Um... I want to let people know how to get a hold of you because yeah. you're a rising fucking disabled star and people should be following your shit.
0: Thanks. I'm mostly on Instagram at flittergagget, like glitterfagget, but flittergagget.
1: Amazing. So,
0: so the yeah. Instagram
1: is not super successful for me, but I'm just starting to do it because I have spastic CP and so holding a camera to take pictures with everything is really hard sometimes.
0: I understand. I understand. But you're but you can do it with your laptop now. You can you can you take photos. Can you can do
1: parts easily. of it with your laptop and parts of it not so much. So I, I wish that Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I wish they would all just come up with like disability versions of their apps that everybody can work with.
0: I know, dude. I know.
1: Like it's it's, it's, it's and like Grindr to Grindr and stuff, hey, we're here. I will help you make a, an app that works better for
0: everyone. That's absolutely valid. Like I yeah, I um I know, I, I should be on Twitter and, you know, Facebook and all that shit, but I, I just, like, I, I can't.
1: Consider the Twitter, because Twitter, honestly, though, Twitter is where, like, all the disabled people live. Really? Yeah.
0: How did I not know this? you go this? on
1: Twitter and just type in disability, every disabled person that's ever existed and has an activist bone in their body will be like, Hey, I'm here, I do a thing. So
0: okay, all right, okay. I just I'm starting from like I just joined Twitter like two months ago. I have like six followers. Don't follow follow me there. Do not follow me. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I joined it because of. I joined it because of like the Tumblr censorship, and I just wanted to look at porn. And you know, look
1: some nice dick. I mean, there is some nice dick on there.
0: That's a dude. Oh no, I know. I mean, I know. But like my my shit is my shit is mostly on on uh, on Instagram. All
1: right, I will. I will put a link to your Insta. So, yeah. did you say you're an Insta stump?
0: Sure. I <laughs> could say you're
1: an Insta, Insta stump star. I don't know. I was trying to make a stupid joke. It didn't work.
0: Yeah, let's right. start it. All
1: right. This was really fun. Um, I had the most fun talking to you.
0: You too. You're the best.
1: It was, we need to do it more. Let's do it as friends outside of like my pretend professional job that I sort of have. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. uh, I'm going to go off the air and we can now talk as friends. But thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thanks so much, Andrew. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, friends. That's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza. And thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you... Come back every week, and I love doing it and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgrinza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at the Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at facebook.com disabilityafterdark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to patreon.com disabilityafterdark and you can pledge one dollar a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that and I, I will give you a shout out on the air and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes, or wherever you download your podcast so that this show, all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Cripple Content Creations, with music by Chris Sugiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019.